minutes past two o'clock. My name is Noreen Meir and you're listening to the 123 show on this Thursday afternoon. Now this week, a Tuesday food and drinks reporter, Andrew Dambina, and I, we chat a little bit more about Chinese delicacies, including the legendary dish, Beggar's Chicken. And we tried that at Central's Fang Fang Restaurant. the hammer to knock on the chicken yeah and normally that would be mud but in this case they're using a kind of baked dough so it's like bread They've, the, the whole restaurant has gathered around to see this it's been uh, quite a ceremony at the like table a ceremony. Hasn't it? exactly that's so cool and uh, we haven't even talked about what we're talking about beggar's chicken beggar's chicken something that takes many hours to cook originally from northern china um, an area near shanghai and They've modified it here. They've actually baked some dough, but they've stuffed in the same ingredients, which is pickles, cabbage, mushrooms, various herbs and spices, and it's cooked really, really slowly. It doesn't look so appetizing on the outside, but once you get into the flesh of it... The the outside of it, Noreen, and for the listener, we're looking at something that looks basically like Like, a loaf of bread. Like a rock. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or mud. Traditionally, it would be mud. Mud dredged from a lotus pool. They're taking away the crust of the bread right now as we're speaking, and underneath it is a layer of lotus leaf, which wraps up the chicken to keep it moist inside. Oh, I can just imagine the flesh sort of melting away and it's going to be it's going to be soft. There's such art and such skill when you're actually sort of like it's like he's carving. Well, he's carving it with a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> which tells you how soft the uh, the meat is going to be inside. Okay. Well, we're going to have some of the, I think the bread, the dough crust which would be interesting. Biting into the chicken. It is really, really soft. What do you think, Nod? Really have a bite. Oh, wow. What's not so soft is crust. Oh, I thought that was going to snap. <laughs> you just kind of crumbled it onto my recorder. <laughs> it's almost a biscuit like quality, the crust. The chicken is really good. It really soaks up the flavour of. What are these? The there mushrooms? Are, there are the mushrooms, herbs, pickled vegetables, fungus. And a secret seasoning. <laughs> okay, I'm going to try the biscuit crust. Oh, wow. And it is a biscuit. It is a biscuit. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me a bit um, of... The, like the hapo so oh. in Chinese where you have the walnut um, baked walnut yeah a Chinese pastry a Chinese pastry which yeah. is like more more crumbly you yeah. know it's more like the, the the crust of an apple pie that kind of texture it is yeah. but then you get a bit of shiitake mushroom <laughs> and ear fungus awesome. with the crunch of that as well which makes it really quite different um, alright but- well what is different, though, is that you don't get the... Um, there are no kind of bits of uh, mud in there. And <laughs> you, can't, you can't taste the, uh, the lotus leaf that much. It's more to do with the mushrooms and uh, a bit of pickled, pickled cabbage seasoning. I love how flavoursome the mushroom is and how soft it complements uh, the chicken as well. The, chicken the, the meat's so soft, yeah. I know. How, yeah. how long do they cook it for again? For, uh, just the four hours. <laughs> 
Okay. Okay. Well, let's continue this chat outside, and we'll continue to give the audience a little bit of history for Beggar's Chicken. Indeed. So we were just talking about the process of making a modern beggar's chicken and you don't get beggar's chicken in many places i know that before we had this meal tonight norin you were saying that you had it a couple of uh, weeks or months ago yeah i did i had it about uh, six months ago and that was my first time having beggar's chicken really um, and it was a bit muddy. It wasn't like the one just now with the with the biscuit crust. It was well. That's because tr traditionally it is made with mud that is scraped from the bottom of a lotus pond, with uh, that normally would have carp swimming around in it, and they do scrape that away. It's a tradi traditional thing. The mud actually infuses an, uh, a little bit of flavour, so you do get an earthy flavour as well as the lotus leaf kind of fragrance as well that goes into the chicken meat. Yeah, and I was really surprised because on the outside it doesn't look so appetizing. It's like we said just now, it's like a, a block of mud slash rock. But once you sort of break into the inside, it's super tender. Well, it is. I mean, basically, because of that sealed outside skin, in this case, it was a kind of biscuit-like dough, which is really unusual and gave a nice crunchy texture against the, uh, the very soft chicken and uh, the pickled... Uh, vegetables that were in there and the mushrooms, shiitake mushroom, etc. Um, but previously it would have been traditionally mud, but it seals it in. Basically, that chicken is steaming for four hours with all of those herbs and pickled vegetables and root vegetables. That's remarkable. Have you ever had be beggar's chicken before? I, I have, but it's um, through the work that I do of food writing. I was working for magazines and one food guide once, and it was. Um, it was in a hotel restaurant that I had Beggar's Chicken for the first time. It was actually in one of the best hotels in Hong Kong. And the waiter handed over a chrome-plated, silver-looking hammer. And the honour was served across a forearm to somebody as if it was taking, you know, something, uh, an honour to smash open the, uh, the, the, the caked mud that had been baked really slowly. Sounds like a real ceremony. It, it, it really was, <laughs> and it was a very kind of almost... It was an intimidating experience to an extent because it was at a time where restaurants were super formal and where if you dropped a chopstick or a knife or fork, you know, people would be looking you. around. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So what we've experienced tonight is a modern take in a way that we've spoken about in the programme so many times before. There weren't tablecloths on the table and, the, and this is what's happening now in good quality... You can call it fine dining. Many chefs are actually stepping back and saying we're not a fine dining restaurant we just use good techniques and the best quality ingredients yeah. and that you know that that ends up in something with a traditional recipe like we've had tonight that can be given a modern twist so a dough crust instead of mud yeah. <laughs> instead of the earthy origins at a time where health and safety might not have been looked at as carefully as things are today. Well, that's the thing. Um, I heard, uh, I'm sure our, our audience can look at the various histories of Beggar's Chicken, but do you know the origins of it? Well, I do a bit. I mean, there are actually a few different variations on this, but basically the most popular tale um, is about a beggar who stole a chicken from a farm and he had no way of cooking it whatsoever. He was kind of basically somebody who was roaming around. So he wrapped the bird in lotus leaves because a lot of Chinese food is steamed in lotus leaf and it's uh, considered to impart a bit of nice flavour. 
um, and packed mud around it because he didn't have a, a clay pot or any other pot to cook cook it in. And he dug a hole in the ground, lit a fire. The charcoal embers started to glow, and he uh, put this caked chicken <laughs> that had been stuffed with uh, pickled vegetables, mushrooms, and uh, other herbs into this underground hole, covered it up with earth. And, there, and, and and cooked it slowly. This the, beggar's a genius. Well, he was. Uh, one of the many stories that there are on the origins of beggar's chicken says that after a beggar did this, the emperor of China, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, believe this if you will, um, just waltzed past, just happened to be going past with his entourage, and uh, the beggar said, um, you know, your, your em- emperorness, yeah. w- w- would you like to try some of this dish that I've tried? Or he was interested and he tried some anyway. Loved it so much. And it was falling off the bone. And this, uh, and, he, and, and the emperor said, this is so delicious, so tender, so moist, that I'm going to make my chef make this for me in the emperor's palace. What? So he didn't hire the beggar? No. <laughs> the original the, no, guy? No, the, be- the beggar just walks off into the sunset having had one decent meal in a very long time. <laughs> Brilliant. Wow, yeah. I like that story. Yeah. I like that story. Ma- many um, uh, food kind of experts, though, do agree that the dish originated in Hangzhou, which is uh, near Shanghai in that sort of region. Um, and a lot of the best beggars' chicken dishes in Hong Kong, as I say, um, if you go to some of the best hotels in Hong Kong, it's always on there because it's a bit of a wow factor dish, a bit like uh, Peking Duck, where you have... Um, various condiments and some some restaurants have more than others, don't they? I'd say even more, even rarer than Peking Duck. Re- Peking Duck has sort of made its rounds, but this one has got a, a, a an element of uh, theatricalness to it, isn't well, it? You know, with well, the hammer and the and the gong we heard exactly, earlier. Exactly, exactly, and and it's and all eyes are on what's going on at the table when that's going on. It's something that also generally in every restaurant I've had it. I'll say I've had it in the Peking Duck restaurants as well. Some of the restaurants that you eat in require 24 hours notice because they actually need to stuff the chicken and then cook it really slowly. The only reason it stays so moist and amazing is because it's slow cooked. So the portion sizes can actually vary. I mean, how many people would you eat it with? Well, it's a whole chicken. So it's presented in this crust that you have, which is part of the meal itself. So you get some carbs from your crispy biscuit Chinese pastry-like exterior. You could have it with rice. The restaurant where we had it, I'll just say, did have um, truffled rice with with, with pine nuts. Now, that's amazing. Talk about... So basically, what's interesting now, the biggest chicken that we've just enjoyed has taken a traditional recipe and it's modernised it. So we, we, we had it with truffled rice, probably best to have it with some freshly cooked vegetables because it's pretty rich, wouldn't you say so? Definitely. I think what, uh, the, the truffled rice with the pine nuts was really nice and simple. It wasn't sort of didn't overcomplicate the flavours from the chicken itself. Yeah, and the chicken remained... You could taste the chicken flavour, the natural chicken flavour, through all of those things. Yeah, well, meanwhile, thank you very much indeed for your time for this week, uh, Andrew Dembina. Welcome, Noreen. Good fun to try that together.